Welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast with your host, Eve Mayer. Join Eve and her guests each week as they discuss how to live a healthier, longer, and more fulfilling life through fasting, keto, and low-carb feasting. I think we're going live, Megan. Are you ready? Yes. Hi. All right. Here we are, day five. I am Eve Mayer with FastingLane.com. With me, as always, is the gorgeous Megan Ramos. Am I saying that right? Ramos, yes. Okay, Ramos. <laughs> that, and she is with IDMProgram.com, the Intensive Dietary Management Program. We're on day five of my 10-day fast. I never tell Megan how I'm feeling before we go live, so I'm, I can tell she's on the edge of her seat trying to, <laughs> trying to decipher my big hair and bright eyes. Um, I weigh 188.6 this morning, so I'm down from 193 on day one, so that's going fantastic. Um, yesterday, I, yesterday was not as bad as day three, but it was pretty bad. Uh, I cried for the second day in a row. That's always fun. Um, I didn't really feel bad physically, but emotionally, I was just like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing a 10-day fast? I'm never going to do a long fast again. Like, these are the thoughts in my head. Like, this is so stupid. Um, you know, Megan talks about intermittent fasting being really effective and I'm, I'm pretty good at intermittent fasting now and I'm pretty practiced. And I think as I continue to heal myself physically and mentally, I just get these feelings of grandeur that I could do anything, that I could fast for a month, that I could, I could fast for 10 days. And then I did it and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? So what do you think about all that, Megan? Because I feel like crap today. Like, I just feel, I feel very tired. I was going to go work out today. I, I can't see it happening. Uh, my stomach feels not, not completely queasy, but not good. Um, I'm having lots of salt. I'm having water. The one thing I'm doing different than the last time I did uh, long fast is I'm, I haven't had bone broth. And I'm thinking today, maybe I should go ahead and have some bone broth, but I feel like crud. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot um, to, to chat about. And uh, the first thing is women can have these um, emotional roller coasters more than men um, when they're doing a longer fast, or even when they're new to intermittent fasting and they're losing a lot of body weight in a short period of time. Sorry, I have a dog here that's going to yeah. Um, so you've lost a significant amount of weight in just a few days. I, really, you, you have. Most people lose about half a pound of body fat a day when they're fasting. And I know there's water weight, but you've had a big shift in your body composition. And as we burn through fat, sometimes this throws off women's estrogen levels. So if we're not like in hormonally great form, perfect, healthy form, um, when we lose a lot of body fat in a short period of time, it can make our estrogen levels go wonky. And this is the reason why, you know, you might feel 
make you just want to cry or feel more emotional or feel a little bit self-defeated. Um, you know, it's not just because of electrolytes. It's not because your body's struggling to transition into fat-burning mode. It's because the, the estrogen's a little wonky. It, it's different women at different stages of life notice different things when it comes to losing body fat. For a woman who's still getting her period regularly, they might find that when they lose a lot of body fat during a fast that in initially, it really throws off their estrogen and it screws up their menstrual cycle. So I have yeah. a lot of women who are like, my period's late, am I pregnant? Oh my gosh, like, you know, sometimes it's a wanted thing, but sometimes it's not. Um, and sometimes women start to get their periods back later on in life when they've been postmenopausal for for years and is it going to stick around? We were happy to say goodbye to it, you know? Um, so these things are stuff that does regulate as we become more hormonally sound across the board and more regulated and we get to a really healthy body composition. The more body fat that you have to burn, the longer you're going to see these little fluctuations, especially when you do larger chunks of fasting. Now, of course, with intermittent fasting, your weight loss is a lot slower. So you might have your insulin, or your, not insulin, your estrogen level might be a little bit off during intermittent fasting, but nothing that's going to, you know, screw up your menstrual cycle or cause it to come back or cause emotional roller coasters. But when you're doing a longer fast and you're losing a lot of weight in a short period of time, and you're burning body fat, and you clearly are, which is great, but you're also getting your estrogen levels a little bit thrown off. So that can be problematic with women in longer fasting. I like to hear that there are physical reasons for my insanity. That, that helps me a lot. Um, one of the reasons I wanted to do a long fast in front of people is I, I'm not good at it. Um, and I want people to hear what it's like. I really hope a lot of people are sitting there going, geez, Eve, like, this is so much easier for me. And, and that's a lot. And I, I believe from what I've heard, there's also people like going through it and going like, that's exactly how I feel, or I actually feel even worse. And so I'm trying as hard as I can to be honest about this and not just tell you when things are good. I want to tell you when things are good too. I had a really good night last night. We sat up in my, in Levi, my husband's office and our daughter was in here and our dog was in here and we were just setting up all kinds of things and doing all kinds of nerdy things. And I felt great. I wasn't thinking about food for like probably a full hour. I didn't feel bad. Um, it felt really great. So there have definitely been moments of, of greatness. Um, but one thing I kind of thought of yesterday was I kind of feel like for me, fasting is like holding your breath underwater. I feel like I'm going to die when I start doing it. And then I hear that there's these techniques that I can use to extend it. And then I'm surprised that I can do it longer and longer. So um, that's where I'm at today. I, uh, I hope it gets better. Um, I, what do you think about the bone broth? I did bone broth last time and I'm considering, I actually went to have bone broth yesterday, but I had made some homemade bone broth and put it in the freezer and I had done a really horrible job and it was gross because I'm not a great cook. Um, and the batch I'd made before was amazing. So I decided not to, but, um, if I'm feeling slightly nauseous sometimes, even with the salt, even with everything else is, is it maybe a good time to look at having some bone broth? I think it would be great to have bone broth because bone broth is rich in all kinds of electrolytes and minerals. And you probably did lose 
quite a bit of water, getting ready to get into this fast, you know, after the holidays, cutting the carbs back a little bit. Yeah. And you could be a little bit depleted across the board. Um, it's best to, to not try to supplement with strange supplements that you've never tried before. Your doctor hasn't recommended you take for medical reasons like potassium, for example. Yeah. It's a great variety um, in good amounts, not without overdoing it throughout bone broth. So you might find a day you want to take you know, three or four cups of bone broth and, and okay. that's fine. I'll give you a boost. Another thing also I like to recommend, especially to women and when they're losing a lot of body fat too, is magnesium. Magnesium. I tried that one time and it made me feel really nauseous. So I still have it, but I, I think what I switched to, because I think it was you that taught me about Soaking in the Epsom salts that you can get it that way. So I, yeah. is that okay or, or what should I do? Absolutely. So the, the best way to, to get, uh, you can get magnesium in two forms. One that goes, absorbs through your skin and one that you have to take like a supplement form uh, orally. Um, the one that goes through on your skin, we call it topical application of magnesium. That is so much more effective. So it's much more effective to take an Epsom salt bath or, you know, if you don't have a bathtub, I, I sympathize. I didn't have a bathtub for the last two years, these fancy ass showers, but I didn't have a bathtub. <laughs> so as soon as my bathtub in my home was clean, I took an Epsom salt bath. Um, but what I did the last two years, I just got a bucket. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be one of those fancy foot massaging things, but just yeah. a bucket from the dollar store and just. <laughs> water in it and Epsom salts and just sit there and, you know, watch you young and the restless or yes. on TV. And that's, that's enough uh, to actually and you have put your feet in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like, I like these inexpensive solutions. That's beautiful. It, it, All right, it, Megan, are you ready for the speed round of the day? Yeah. Our speed round was very popular. So <laughs> okay. Megan will have 30 seconds to impart her knowledge. For each of these questions, here we go. These are questions from our viewers, Megan. Um, how do you deal with taking metformin and reducing it during a fast? So this is something that you're going to have to ask your doctor. Now, one thing that I can say is metformin is not a medication that is likely going to cause hypoglycemia. So it's, um, it's not going to drive your blood sugar levels too low to the point of danger. Only really insulin and a class of medications called sulfonylurea, an example of that would be like glucoside, um, are potentially uh, at risk for hypoglycemia. Other medications can, but metformin is pretty benign. So definitely check, check with your doctor. Got it. Um, a viewer says, Megan, help, I'm not pooping. What do I do? I'm doing an extended fast. Magnesium, magnesium, magnesium. And you might find that you want to soak in, a, soak in some Epsom salt and take the supplements orally just to give everything a push out. <laughs> when you do a long enough fast, eventually you run out of things to do. Uh, you're not, you stop pooping. There's nothing left, right? What are you going to do? Nothing's going in, nothing's going out. But if yes. you are experiencing discomfort it might be because you're a little bit dehydrated and magnesium gets your colon moving and grooving again all right much like the last question this viewer says megan help i'm doing a long-term fast and i'm pooping a whole bunch mostly very uh violently 
Okay. So this is, uh, this is, it means your body's having quite a reduction in insulin and that your body's trying, as your insulin levels go down, your kidneys are signaled to get rid of water. And sometimes you can't urinate that, that much water. So sometimes you have unwanted diarrhea. In this case, you want to really prevent diarrhea because you don't want to get dehydrated because it's very dangerous during a fast. So simply taking some fiber, so psyllium husk or chia seeds, taking one or two tablespoons of them, just stirring them in a cup of water, waiting about 10 or 15 minutes, and then drinking that cup of water. That will help bulk up the stools and prevent against unwanted bowel movements. Fantastic. Megan, you know everything. Okay. Megan, I'm confused. When does autophagy start? It's different for everybody. It's absolutely different. I did a live Q&A session yesterday um, for the IDM community, and it was a hot topic. Uh, you know, if you're in a ketogenic state, if you're uh, healthy, maybe less than 24 hours. Um, there's no easy way to measure autophagy in humans. It's not something I can do at my clinic, or I don't even know if you can do it in the city of Toronto. And we have one of the best medical schools in the entire world. Um, autophagy is a very new science. Uh, preliminary data shows that most people, sort of regardless of their diet, enter into autophagy around 36 hours, uh, between 24 and 36 hours. Got it. Thank you. Megan, why am I not losing weight while I'm doing this extended fast? Maybe you're not hydrating enough, and that's important. Um, sometimes people say, well, I'm drinking enough water, but are you taking any any other electrolytes? Are you having bone broth or pickle juice? Are you adding a pinch or two of salt to your water? So what happens is people drink so much water, they flush their system of electrolytes. And so you're going to the bathroom every you know, 30 minutes. You think you must be hydrating yourself really well, but your urine is like clear as water and you're flushing your system of electrolytes. So if you over drink water, you can actually become dehydrated. Drinking too much is actually a little bit more dangerous than not drinking enough um, because you can really sort of deplete yourselves of electrolytes. In that case, when our, that gets low, we actually start to retain water and that's usually the cause for weight gain or no weight loss during a fast is water retention from drinking too much and urinating out all your electrolytes. So I would sort of mix in broth uh, two or three times throughout the day for the remainder of the fast and just to see if you can replenish your electrolytes and then that way you'd be drinking less water too throughout the day and then you should start to see that water loss occur. Thank you. Megan, I struggle to fast during my time of the month. Do you have any tips? Pardon? Megan, I struggle to fast during my time of the month. Do you have any tips? It can be really tough uh, when you're hormonally wonky. I, yeah. I, should say to, I want to eat everything. Yeah, and, and theoretically, you, you should uh, with our, our hormone cycles based on sort of the standard North American diet and how that screws us up in the long run. Eventually, it will become very easy, just as easy to fast during your menstrual cycle as not. Um, during these times, I, you might want to add a little bit of fat, some MCT oil. Fat really helps with women in regulating their hormones. So um, usually during the fast, you sort of want to avoid putting anything in your tea or coffee. But during that time of the month, you know, maybe adding a little bit of heavy cream, maybe adding some butter, MCT oil, coconut oil to your tea or coffee, or just taking a straight spoonful of MCT oil. I did that yesterday twice. Oh, really? Yeah. You, it sounds water. horrible. 
It's like thick water. It's got no. Oh, God. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to maybe. No, I'm not going to try it. Go ahead, Megan. Sorry. <laughs> so that might help. And if that's just not like for you, um, <laughs> even having some bone broth, because the bone broth, you know, you can, you can only skim out so much fat from it. I mean, it's even me, I, I call it quits at a certain point and whatever fat's left is left. Um, so, uh, I actually save the fat. I give it, I either use it myself or I give it to my dogs. Um, <laughs> I mean, am I supposed to take out the fat from bone broth before I eat it? Well, I get like a nice, like thick layer. It's like half an, half an inch or so across mm -hmm. the crock pot. Um, so on fasting days, you want to be fueling on your own body fat, not fat that you consume through other substances. Yeah. So I do try to to scoop it off. Um, and then I just put it in a separate container. My husband and I will use it on eating days for certain things, or yeah. if we're not eating for a few days. Will the dogs get lucky and they get a dollop of it in their, in their breakfast in the morning. Um, and it's great for them. Uh, it's got great collagen and stuff in it too. Cause it's, you know, the fat still has some of the broth components to it and they love the taste of it. Oh, I like that. Okay, I'll tell my doggie that's going to happen. <laughs> all right. How often can a person, this is not a question, all these questions were not for me. This is definitely not for me. This person was like, I'm going to do a 10-day fast, and then I might just eat, and then I might do another 10-day fast. And their question is, how often can a person do a 10-day fast? Um, it really sort of depends on where you're starting from. If you have a lot of body fat, if um, your blood sugar levels are, are higher, um, but you've got good support from your doctor, you can do a few of them back to back. Uh, usually we stop our patients in the clinic after about 14 days and encourage them to eat for our weekend before they want to do another longer fast. Uh, so we try to do that seven to 14 days, depending on the individual. Of course, some don't listen to us or sometimes we encourage them to go longer. Um, but usually a weekend, a weekend of feasting I find is good to do between these longer fasts. I'm amazed by people because I'm just like, I, I can't, no, like I, I can't imagine it. Um, I think I'm coming from a, a much, maybe I'm coming from a, much more addicted place to food, a much more psychologically dependent place on food. And honestly, I love seeing people have experiences where they're not dealing with that because I'm super happy for them and it's encouraging to watch. And maybe in a few years, I'll, I'll be closer to that. But, you know, when I was, I was crying yesterday and talking to my husband, I had some realizations about where I've come this past year. And, I, and he reminded me, I actually said something incorrectly on one of the videos. I said, I've been starting to fast and April of 2017. It's April of 2018. I, I've only been fasting since April of 2018. So I'm sorry that I said the wrong year. Um, but I realized like the first time I did a, an extended fast, I didn't have salt. I cried every day. I didn't know what I was doing. I'd see you every single day, multiple times. Um, and somehow I got through it, but uh, you know, it was not pretty for anybody, especially my family. And this time, and I remember like dreaming of carby foods, even though I'd been keto and fat adapted for four or five months. Um, this time I dream about meat. I'm just like, I just think of like big plates of delicious brisket and fatty meat and like cake and things like that aren't like things I'm, I don't eat that a lot. I did at Christmas, like I threw down at Christmas, but I, I don't, I'm not craving that. And I'm a whole different person now a year later where like two meals a day sounds perfectly reasonable 
from a person who was doing six meals a day to eight meals a day, like the fact that that sounds reasonable when I think about, God, I wish this fast was over so I could pig out and eat two meals a day is crazy. And the fact that I started CrossFit, which is hilarious, um, you know, last week and I have always hated working out and now like I sort of kind of don't hate it. Um, that's, you with me? Yeah, like I kind of don't hate it and I'm amazed that I can do some of the things. Now I am the by far the worst in the class. Like it's horrible and embarrassing, but I don't care, you know? Um, so I, I need to, as I struggle through this situation, take a look at where I was a year ago. And I hope that everybody is taking a look at where they were, even if they fasted for 12 hours for the first time or whatever step that you're taking forward. I hope you're, you're realizing it because I don't know about you, but I tend to beat myself up about what I'm not accomplishing and then just forget about how I've just repaired 24 years of obesity and now I'm overweight. I love being overweight. Like I feel incredible. I wear dresses that are insanely too tight and I'm aware of it and I know what I'm doing and, and it feels amazing. So um, I'm going to get through this 10 day fast, mostly because of the incredible obesity code network Facebook group and the people in it um, and because of my family and because of you, Megan. And um, I was talking this morning about my husband who Levi has been, you know, answering questions in the group as we do these calls and doing all the technological stuff to set this up. And I'm so grateful to have somebody who fasts with me, who cooks, who takes my daughter out to eat. So I don't have to do any of those things. I realize how lucky I am. And I hope that you had that partner or that best friend or that mom or that dad or that neighbor that supports you. Um, if not, try to find that person. And if you can't, keep leaning on this, this group, this, this Obesity Code Network Facebook group, because I think the support, I don't know how I would be doing this without that. Do you want to know something funny? So, yeah, tell me. Um, so I, uh, right now I'm sort of in a position where I'm, I'm training other doctors how to do this, um, but that was, this is a recent shift. So um, myself uh, and my team, we do these sessions like this, usually with about three or four individuals in one hour time slots. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes people just don't have that support with their friends, with their family, with their spouse, or, you know, they were just in really isolated circumstances because, you know, maybe work has them, you know, and Lincoln, Nebraska and all of the families in like Portland, Oregon. Um, and they're just really isolated. So these two women that, were uh, former clients of mine. Um, they didn't. They each, due to their own circumstances, didn't have um, didn't have that support within their community. So mm. one of the ideas, one of the reasons why they wanted to join the IDM program was to have that community. And so they met during a few of my groups, and then they found each other. They recognized each other on the Obesity Co Network. Anyways, they traveled together. They sent me pictures of them a month ago. They were vacationing in Mexico, and they sent me photos of them laying on the beach with their water because they were going to try to fast <laughs> dinner that um, And it's totally, like, these are women. They're both from the United States, um, but totally different ends of the country. Uh, and they just, they met. So it's, it's really cool how a, like, a Facebook group, an online community, can actually turn into, like, a real-life community. 
Uh, it's really cool. Um, last Christmas, uh, not 2018, 2017, my husband's from, his, his mother lives in Orlando. I, I found my husband in California, but he's originally from Orlando. So we spent the month in Florida and we had this like mini IDM meetup. Um, so people drove in from like all over the state to hang out. And I see pictures of them, like they're purposely going to visit each other and have like, you know, have a keto lunch in Fort Lauderdale or like, you know, just go for coffee and, and fast together, uh, you know, in, in Miami or in Orlando. Um, so it's, it's a really great place. There's so many more people in your community that are actually doing this. You might not know them yet, but the Facebook group is a great way to try to link up and, and to meet these people. I agree. I mean, that's so interesting. And I've been watching the group and people have been so supportive of me, but I've also seen a lot of people post questions and then somebody will come up and help them with that question and know way more than I do or just encourage them in such a way. And it's like incredible to see. So please lean on the Facebook group, Obesity Code Network. If you're not a member yet, because this video is in other places as well, check it out. Uh, Facebook group, it's Obesity Code Network. And, and find the support that you need because sometimes we just feel like crud. Um, so Megan, in the, in the spirit of support, I would like to ask your medical researcher scientific opinion of, can I just lay on the sofa and watch TV today? Like, don't you no. think that would be the best thing for my past? No, not at all. Wait, and Megan, why? I've been sitting on the edge of my seat being like, oh, hold up, I got to add one more thing today because when you said you didn't think you were going to go to the gym, uh, one of the best things you can do to make yourself feel better during a fast is to move. Like you don't have to, like you don't have to go to your weightlifting gym and, you know, try to like deadlift more weight than you've ever deadlifted before, but going to a yoga class, going for a walk. Like, and oh, I just, hate yoga. I can't. I'm not a peaceful person, I, Megan. I, I hate yoga too. I, oh, okay, I'm good. a Canadian version. I of admire you. people who can. <laughs> this is too peaceful. My mind can't focus. I, I, I'm not. I can't do it. Okay, so let me ask you this. I'm going with Luna, my daughter Luna, who is having her first uh, CrossFit beginner lesson today, and my initial plan was to do that with her, and then I felt I feel cruddy. And so I'm going to bring her, and I really don't want to do it with her. So what you're saying is I need to do that with her? So there's, there's, you should do something. Um, you know, for, for me, the other day I was fasting, and I was at the gym, and you know, just coming off the holidays, we yeah. ate it. Is the kitchen stove from 1962 until recently um, sort of getting back into it and I just said okay I, I'm just gonna work on my mobility I'm not gonna lift but I'm going to stretch I'm gonna foam roll I'm going to work on my mobility so I'm gonna do my warm-up so my my program at the gym is I have three different days and each day has a different warm-up and I was gonna do that but I'll actually show you because I'm in my Come office on. I'm sorry for the light um, but See, oh, look at that. So I actually have this trampoline in my office. I work from home half the time, and the other half the time I'm in the clinic, and I, I, half the time, too, I'm on the road. But the purpose of that trampoline is that if I feel really low and sluggish and I'm trying to get through my workday and I'm fasting, I go and I bounce on that trampoline for like 10 or 15 minutes. Not only is the vertical movement rather than like a horizontal movement like running, vertical is much more effective for weight loss and that actually drains your lymphatic system, which can give you an energy boost. But just doing that for 10 or 15 minutes, it, you know, it forces my body to get like to start burning more fat. 
and it just sort of triggers triggers my energy and it gives me a really good boost. So just by doing that 10 or 15 minutes, like this is this isn't breaking the bank. There's all kinds of little trampolines out there that cost 400 bucks. This was 34 dollars from Walmart. I like it. I've got one here and I have one at the clinic too. So like if I'm in between patients and I'm feeling woozy, like I want to give my patients my full attention when they're there. So I'll just go in like two minutes, I'll bounce on this and then I'll be with it again. So you know, exercising can really sort of boost your energy, boost your, your physical well-being when fasting. You don't have to go crazy, but it's, it's better to do something than do nothing. So the first, the first couple of days of the fast, I did go to CrossFit fully, you know, fully fasted, felt great. Today is the first day that I'm just like, I feel like crud and I don't want to go. I'm going to go. It's an hour and a half because it's like introductory and lessons in proper form. I'm going to do some of it. Megan, with your scientific opinion, thank you for all the things that you just taught us. After I do that, then can I lay on the sofa and catch up on Young and the Restless the rest of it? <laughs> Yes, and sip some bone broth. So it's always very okay. when you're fasting to drink a cup of bone broth. This isn't bone broth, this is tea. But to drink a cup of bone broth one hour before you want to do any physical activity and then as soon as you get home. Um, so if I was going to, to CrossFit at 1 today at noon, I would drink a cup of cup of bone broth because it will just give you a good electrolyte Got boost. Will ride I got to leave. I got to leave soon, so I won't be able to do it before, but I will do it after because Levi's got to go get me some bone broth that I didn't cook, so it is edible. Um, so that'll be good, <laughs> but I will know that next time. And I, that was interesting about the vertical jumping. I have one minute left, so let me wrap things up. Um, tomorrow, we will be back at 9.30 a.m. CST. We will set up the event on Facebook. You can join us there. Please sign up for the information. IDMprogram.com sends out a really good newsletter with fasting tips, blogs from Megan, blogs from Jason, all kind of good information. You need to get signed up for that list. It's at IDMprogram.com. And if you want to catch up on the videos and you've missed some of the videos so far for this 10-day fast, we're at fasting.fyi forward slash 10. That's fasting.fyi forward slash T-E-N. So check everything out there. Megan and I will be back tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. And um, I'm going to watch a lot of soap operas after I work out. <laughs> Megan, have a fabulous day. Thank you. Happy fasting, everybody. <laughs> Bye, y'all.